Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Belmont Journal, Belmont's own program for hyperlocal news and community affairs programming. I'm your host, Roger Colton. One impact of the arrival of warm weather in Belmont is the presence of workers from Belmont's Department of Public Works out fixing our streets. The Belmont Journal recently talked with Assistant Department of Public Works Director Michael Santoro about the need for Belmont drivers to think carefully about preserving the safety of those town employees. Hi, uh, my name is Mike Santoro, and uh, actually I hold two titles here with Belmont. I'm the Assistant Director of Public Works, and I'm also the Highway Division Manager. We have a lot of potholes in Belmont, unfortunately, so our patching season lasts every season of the year. We have crews out practically every day and every season of the year here in Belmont. What I would like to say to the, to the public, to the Belmont residents, you know, please be aware of these, these gentlemen and women that are working out there. Um, when you see a crew out there, usually, especially the DPW crews, there's a big truck there's a, with lights. There's a pickup truck behind there with lights on. They're all in safety vests. The idea is those lights are on for a reason. They're telling you that their workers out there working, that those lights are not on so that you speed by them. The idea is to slow down, be cautious. They're out there to do you a service. They're trying to, to correct the road, to patch the road, to make it safe for you. Hi, my name is Glenn Gill. I'm a working foreman for the town of Belmont. It's very dangerous. Um, we're out in the road, we're exposed. You know, we only have each other and our vehicles to protect ourselves. Um, it's not a very glamorous job, but it's a big public safety concern and we do our best to keep the roadways safe. So it would be nice if you would be safe for them. Take a minute, slow down, just relax. You're gonna get to where you're gonna get to. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Belmont Citizen Herald. I have with me today Joanna Juvelis, who is the multimedia journalist for the Citizen Herald in Wicked Local Belmont, Belmont's online and print source of hyperlocal news. Joanna, uh, let's start talking about the high school today. There are changes in, or changes in the estimate of what the new school is going to cost. Yes. Big changes. Right. The budget is $236 million. And what they did is they had three different estimators uh, look at the designs that the architect did to come up with a number. What is this going to actually cost? And the estimate came in $30 million above the $236 million budget. And to, to make things clear here, this isn't an increase in the cost. Uh, everything to date no. has simply been a, an estimate. And now, now we're getting solid costs. Yes. Bill Lavallo, chairman of the Belmont High School Building Committee, told me they, they never, you know, they just told the architect everything they wanted. They never knew what it was actually going to cost until now. So now what they need to do is the architect's going to provide them with a list of items that could either be eliminated, reduced, or modified. And they have to look at this list and decide what are they going, what are the pros and cons of each of these items, what could be eliminated, 
modified, such as such as glass for window panes. I was There's different, ask, you know, grades, different costs to that. Where, where do you come up with thirty million dollars? Are people talking about uh, possible places to get it? And I, well, I will tell you this. Roger, and I don't know if this will be on the list of items. I, I don't think it will. The, the whole energy uh, system that they're putting into the building, the, you know, the heating system sure. and the cooling system. I know that a lot of energy activists were, were worried that they were going to eliminate that whole yes. net zero system that they're putting in there. But I don't believe that will be on the chopping okay. block. And we're on a timeline here, right? By yes. uh, by the end of the month, uh, decisions 26th. have to be made. By April 26th, because the next step with the Massachusetts School Building Authority is they need they need this this submission of the, the final design with the final estimated cost, and it has to be on budget. And we're on the cusp of starting construction. Right, June 18th is when they're actually going to start <laughs> the day after school. Okay, let's and stay. Let's stay in the schools, but there are some changes uh, that are going to occur in the coming school year from uh, yes. uh, at the uh, at the administrative level. Can we you have tell some us about new those? people and some people that are that are leaving. I'll start with a, a new person. Wellington Elementary is getting a new principal July first. Her name is Dr. Heidi Paisner Rothman, and she's coming from Wayland Public Schools, where she's now an assistant principal and an English learners coordinator for the the clay pit. Hill Elementary School there. So she's starting at the Wellington July 1st. And the Wellington has had an interim principal. Yes, since okay. since early in the school year. And then there are changes, or there is a change will to happen at uh, the Chenery. The Chenery Upper Middle School principal, the assistant principal for the Upper Chenery School, do, um, not doctor, it's Torrance Lewis. He is moving on to Brookline Public Schools. And he's staying till June 30th, till the end of the year. And then he's moving on. And the Burbank principal is also moving on, Dr. Tricia Clifford, who's been with the district for about eight years. She's moving on to become the assistant superintendent for Bedford Public Schools. And this is just a normal turnover in well, staff. I mean, I think. Dr. Clifford was there for quite a while. Torrance Lewis was there for two years. I'm not sure what his contract was. But, but I will tell you this, Burbank is only looking for an interim principal in the meantime. They're not hiring for a permanent principal for a whole other year. They okay. want time to find the right principal for that school. Great. Thanks for bringing us up to date. You're we welcome. have been speaking with Joanna Juvelis, who is the multimedia journalist for the Belmont Citizen Herald and Wicked Local Belmont. Welcome to This Week in the Belmontonian. I have with me today Franklin Tucker, the editor and publisher of the Belmontonian, Belmont's online source for hyperlocal news. Franklin, we have a new bank coming to Belmont Center. Just what we need. Just what, just what Belmont needs is another bank coming into uh, Belmont Center. And it's uh, one of New York's best. It's Chase Bank. And it will be going in where the Caldwell Banker was over at 7 Channing. Very prominent place. Used to be uh, uh, the Caldwell Banker. And then before that was 7-Eleven. Uh, I, I think, you know, what we're seeing is, is, is that um, Belmont, with its $1.2 million medium <laughs> house value. values, is uh, attracting uh, some of the more prominent banks. Bank of America came recently. Um, uh, we have now Chase Bank. And 
and I, I guess it it, 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 it it could be expected for that. I mean, it's it's great for a landlord to have a bank because they pay right up front and they're willing to have long-term long -term leases. leases. So it's a, it's a great thing for the bank. But is it a good thing for Belmont? Because really what we're seeing is a conversion of Belmont Center into a service hub rather than a retail hub. And is that what's something that would, uh, people in Belmont want? I mean, you know, with banking becoming so... Uh, online. I mean, you do everything online on a, on a bank, and there are some banks that are just exclusively online. Why do you need something in your in a, in, a, in a very small area for Belmont? Belmont has very small retail um, uh, areas, um, unlike a Wellesley or, or an Arlington. Uh, should we should should that be the the, the preferred uh, use there? Can I draw a parallel to the the new McLean Hospital? proposal where the town or the community is really talking about what it wants to see there. That's uh, right. You know, the Belmont, uh, it was, I, I think it, it, it kind of took um, uh, the people at McLean a little off guard when, when they saw the number of people who stated that they wanted to see a much larger portion of, of that new, well, I guess it's 100 units that are going to be placed sure. there much higher use uh, for affordable housing. When we meet about affordable housing, that's 80% of medium income. Uh, and, and I think that that can be also taken from the residential side and then also, looked, and also look at, at the business side. Should Belmont have a special permit for businesses that go into business areas uh, if you're a service industry? You know, are, do we need... Uh, another bank? Do we need another financial services? Do we need an, a, a Verizon, uh, 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 a Verizon or a Comcast? Um, but there store? is a there's a transition going on because there's a construction company going into an empty storefront in and, Belmont. And Center, that's right? another use that that is is kind of um, peculiar. You know, it, it uh, there's a construction company that's going to be putting a construction office. In the middle of a, re of a retail operation, it's the old Heller uh, Cleaners over at uh, 25, Chan uh, oh, 25 Leonard Street. And is that the best use? So if somebody is coming in to put a service or a, an office space that really doesn't, doesn't help the, the retail operations, their neighbors basically, should they be able, should they have a special permit that they have to, to, uh, to, to go through in the, in the planning process? With the, I have a, a strange question, perhaps with the <laughs> with the Belmont Savings uh, Building perhaps being in play, and mm -hmm. I understand nobody's really talking about this. So. Oh, that's maybe years from from now. Okay, uh, but it's time to think about what we want Belmont Center to look like. That's right, because you know that that's an, uh, that's a building. Uh, you know, it's uh, the headquarters of of the bank that's now there, People's United. They're in Connecticut. They don't really need anything big in Belmont, but they do have that. They would love to have a portion of that, maybe. Um, so um, we do have to think about that. We have to think about Cushing Square. You know, there's, sure. there's an ability to, to see land up there. Maybe they should take the process that we're doing at South Pleasant Street, a very slow but very deliberate process, talking to developers and also talking to town officials, what you want. In a, in, a, in a property, in a, in a strip of land, which, which could be the next big generator of taxes and, and retail. Great. Thanks for uh, bringing us up to date. We've been speaking with Franklin Tucker of the Belmontonian. The new exhibit at Belmont's Municipal Art Gallery at the Homer Building marks a new record for this nonprofit organization. 
gallery co-directors Rebecca Richard and Adine Storer, along with Richard Hill, an emeritus board member for the gallery, talks with the journal about the new exhibit. We'd like to welcome everybody to our Spring Awakening show. The actual title is Spring Awakening Birds, Blossoms and Botanicals. And the exhibit celebrates everything about spring, the beauty and joy of the season after a long gray winter. It was an open call. Rebecca's been dying to do something with flowers and birds for a long time. A little bit of color after the long winter. And uh, we had an extraordinary uh, 300 different pieces of art were submitted and uh, by over a hundred different artists. And, uh, so it was an idea that everybody shared. Yes, the response was amazing, unprecedented for the BGA. Over 100 artists responded and we reviewed 300 pieces of work to determine what would um, be included in the show. One of the things that was nice about this show is artists then forwarded the information to colleagues of theirs. So we have a number of new artists in the show who have never been in an exhibit at the BGA before. One of the challenges, uh, one of the challenges when we have so many artists work to display is how to put it all together in a way that is visually pleasing. With so many different pieces, all very different, uh, uh, you have to look for something that holds the work together. And for this purpose, we used, not just on this wall, but throughout the gallery, tried to use color as a way of moving the eye from across the wall. What we tried to, as Richard was saying, uh, get art that has a conversation. The pieces can converse with each other. So as we're looking through and trying to decide what to accept, we're curating and saying, well, this will go well with this grouping. And, I wish we had more space so we could have shown everything that we got submitted. I also want to say that um, we hope that the, the residents of the community appreciates what we have built here um, with the Belmont Gallery of Art. And I think, you know, you can see it's clearly um, we are succeeding in, in, um, in our mission and we invite, you know, everybody to come up and visit the gallery. The hours are Monday through Thursday. 10 to 4, Friday 10 to 2, and Saturday and Sunday 1 to 4. And they can visit the website, belmontgallery.org. The Belmont Gallery of Art this week starts a new project, uh, what it calls its Fun Shop. Belmont Media Center's news director, Frederic Rigolo, speaks with Helen Canata, who is a member of the board who initiated the project. We're going to have two very fun events on April 27th and April 28th, so Saturday and Sunday, both days from 2 p.m. until 5 p.m. We will have a, an art workshop, which we've renamed uh, Fun Shop. It was important for you to, to call that yeah. a fun workshop. Well, you know, it started as kind of like an inside joke, but just the word workshop, uh, contains the word work and and I just thought well wait a minute you know you're you're making art this is not work it's fun so let's get rid of the word work out of out, from the workshop and let's just make it like an art fun shop so that's exactly what we, we plan on doing we'll bring people together of all ages from the age of 10 on and um, uh, children under 12 should be accompanied by uh, a parent but other than that there's no age restriction and and ladies and gentlemen are welcome to to come registration is um, takes place online 
the address is www.buybga.com. Buybga.com. So you are an artist, so for you it's also a kind of um, uh, willingness to share your your love to create, right? Yeah, I mean, it is. Anything that has to do with art is, is fun. And to see people, I, I just think that art is so therapeutic and it's just so, uh, it brings so much to people. And I think the concept that some people are not good at art, I keep hearing that. I don't believe in it at all. I mean, I, I, I think it has more to do with self, self-confidence. Uh, what kind of art can we create that days? There's a lot you can create. The idea was to make something that's 3D. So um, it basically, there'll be, there'll be a lot of objects and of different texture. There'll be some, some felt, some yarn, some buttons, some... I'm, you know, I, I knew I shouldn't have started the list because we have an endless list. And that was the idea because we don't know which direction everyone is going to be going on, you know. But the sky's the limit. So we'll have some direction to to go to the sky? Or? <laughs> <laughs> they certainly, there'll be guidance there and, 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 and may I just say enthusiastic guidance. Um, on the first, they were very lucky to have uh, Miss Remick, who is an art teacher at the at the high school, formerly art teacher at Butler uh, Elementary School, who is a wonderful, uh, wonderful person, very uh, popular with kids. She will be doing an intro on Saturday, the 27th. How do you come up with the idea? There, there is quite a quite a few art shops. I mean, it, it's it's the, the concept has been around. Um, And uh, I think a couple of months ago, I took my daughter to an, uh, a workshop, an art workshop in one of the neighboring uh, towns. And we just had an amazing time. It was just, it, it, was, a, it was like an eye opener for me. It was a wonderful uh, bonding experience with my daughter. Um, and I thought, wait a minute, you know, let's bring this to, to Belmont. Here's the Belmont Media Center's Jane Peters to tell us about what there is to do in Belmont in the coming week. Hi everyone, I'm Jane and this is your community calendar for next week. Our societal use of psychiatric drugs has exploded over the past 30 years. More than one in five Americans now takes a psychiatric medication. Yet, as our use of these medications has soared, so too has the burden of mental disorders in our society. Journalist and author Robert Whitaker will present on new initiatives that are emerging to lessen the use of medications and focus instead on creating supports that help children and adults struggling with mental difficulties get and stay well. This talk takes place at the library on Tuesday at 7. The Belmont Special Education Parent Advisory Council will present a workshop for families with an introduction to their rights and responsibilities under the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, Massachusetts Special Education Law, and No Child Left Behind on Wednesday at 6.30. RSVPs for this workshop are requested RSVP by emailing Diane Hutchins Fridman. Do you have the culinary skills to turn a regular pack of ramen noodles into a delicious masterpiece? Kids in grades 6 through 12 can put their know-how to the test with an array of ingredients and a timer as they try to wow the judges in the final blind taste test on Thursday at 3 at the library. Registration is required on the library website. Saturday is Independent Bookstore Day, and you can celebrate at Belmont Books with a whole lineup of events. Kids can get their face painted from 10 to 3, play games from 1 to 3, and you can enjoy live music from pianist Sam Tabor from 3 to 5 and grab a drink sample from Craft Beer Cellar from 5 to 7. Learn more at belmontbooks.com. 
Female bicyclists can enjoy the spring air in a ride to see the ponies of Ponyhenge in Lincoln, Mass., a ring of abandoned rocking horses on Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Meet at Belmont Wheelworks and ride out to this charming local oddity. Learn more on Belmont Wheelworks' Facebook page. Belmont Against Racism, Belmont Human Rights Commission, and Police Department invite you for a discussion of the award-winning young adult novel The Hate You Give and a showing of the movie based on the book. The discussion will be facilitated by Khalees Warnham of KW Diversity, Inc. The screening will take place at the Media Center at 1 p.m., followed by the discussion around 3.15. Learn about Abigail Adams, America's second first lady at the Plymouth Congregational Church of Belmont on Sunday at 2.30 as the Belmont Women's Club presents its fifth annual Woman in History. This 45-minute show features Cheryl Fay as Abigail Adams and discusses her child and adulthood. Tickets can be purchased in advance or at the door. And that's all for next week. If you would like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can send your event info to jane at belmontmedia.org. Belmont's Council on Aging is offering a whole host of new activities and classes today. Let's listen in as BMC's Jane Peters speaks with the COA's Dana Levitt and social work intern Sarah Goldberg while they talk about those new offerings. Um, I'm Dana Levitt, I'm the Assistant Director at the Belmont Council on Aging, or also known as the Beach Street Center. My name is Sarah Goldberg, I'm a social work intern at the Belmont Council at, on Aging. I um, have a background at Lesley University in some basic expressive art training. Uh, currently I am um, a Master of Social Work student at Simmons University and in my last year, so I'm very happy about that. I am leading a art expressions group uh, every week, Monday, 1 to 2 p.m. Uh, the group is set with a structured activity uh, that the group will do together. Uh, I do different activities that range from collaging, painting, uh, even some creative writing. This is a judge-free zone. It's for people of all varying skills and uh, just a, a place that they feel they can be a little more creative. I'm also offering people assistance, uh, those who are interested in using smartphones or already own a smartphone. I'm helping people who are interested in ride-sharing apps like Uber and Lyft and how to get set up with that, and also people who don't yet have a smartphone but would like to learn how to get one. Um, and we also have our spring soiree party. It'll be the first one that we're doing here. It's going to be on our beautiful patio outside. Um, we're going to have the high school jazz band come and play some nice relaxing music. They're going to start playing bocce. Um, I'll have some finger sandwiches, light refreshments, things like that. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, and then we have a couple of weekend trips coming up. Uh, May 19th is a Sunday. Uh, the Mystic Chorale is going to be playing at uh, Kerry Hall in Lexington. Uh, and we're also planning a trip to Pickety Place in Mason, New Hampshire. They do farm to table. There's gardens. Um, and it's going to be really lovely. So that'll be June 22nd. Um, new classes that we have starting, we're going to have, um, we have a evening yoga class. Uh, it started April 2nd uh, at 5.30, Yoga with John, um, and that's really nice for people uh, to come to at the center because we are open until 7 o'clock on Tuesday nights. Um, we also have a Dance with Parkinson's class starting, um, and it's really meant for anybody. Um, and we also had our first uh, solo ballroom line dancing class started yesterday, uh, and it was a lot of fun. People really loved it. So we've got new classes, and we really want to see you guys here. So The Belmont Boys varsity rugby team continues to roll. 
in this segment, BMC's Jeremy Meserve highlights the Marauders' victory over the Needham Rockets, where they won 45 to 10. Again, Belmont wins ball. Spins it out. And in for the try. And Belmont gets clean ball. Sam finds the outside. And scores the try. And in for the try. Sam carries it forward nicely, keeps his feet, keeps his feet into contact. <laughs> Belmont scrum, one again into Sam. Ball pops up, but maintained. Paul crashes in. And he scores the try on a big foot. Tough angle. Strikes it well. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Belmont Journal. I'm your host, Roger Colton. I will talk to you again next time.